Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of I Need a Ruling, a Golf Podcast. My name is Doug Hoffman. I'm the Director of Rules and Competitions for the Minnesota Golf Association. I'm a PGA Master Professional and a certified expert in the rules by the USGA. Today's show is unique and different. We are at the PGA USGA Rules of Golf Workshop in Chandler, Arizona. This particular workshop is one of about 20 that are going to be taking place during this winter time, January through March. Put on by the PGA and USGA, they've been doing this workshop since the early 70s. There were about another 15 that took place in the fall, and all in preparation of getting people like myself and others who have to be teaching the rules of golf, but in addition that uh, there could be players and just volunteers from state and regional allied associations who need to be ready and, and understand the rules. We have 18 rookies, I think, in the class, uh, about the same number of PGA golf professionals. There are people who are on staff for allied golf associations such as Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa, Southern California. Uh, we have a number of rookies, like I mentioned. We have one individual in the class who's attended over 40 of these workshops since 1975. So the range of individuals attending these workshops is, is really quite extensive. The workshop itself is three days of extensive study going through all 24 rules and the 73 definitions. It's trying to get all of us ready uh, to be able to administer the rules of golf at whatever level we're going to be doing it, whether we're as a player or somebody like myself who has state championships, even individuals who might be PGA Tour rules officials attend these classes. On day four, the last day of the class, uh, there is the exam. Many people know about this exam. In fact, Jack Nicholas has even said that um, this exam is harder than the bar exam. I'm not so sure that that's the case. I've never taken a bar exam, but it's something, uh, it can be certainly challenging. It's, it's a 100 question, 50 closed book, 50 open book exam that last three and a half hours and uh, it's all multiple choice so I guess that's a good thing multiple guess in some regards but uh, it, it's certainly something that requires a lot of uh, focus. There is also a second version of the test that they're giving it's an 80 question a little bit uh, kinder gentler version of the test if you will. Um, so it's something that uh, we're going to be doing and and it's like <laughs> For me, I, I really find it very interesting. So anyhow, if, if you do well enough on the test, you can actually earn your advanced or certified expert rating with the USGA. So it, it's important for many of us to do this. There are individuals who are on uh, committees with the United States Golf Association, and, and they're required to earn a particular score to remain on championship committees. It could be a championship committee such as the uh, Junior Amateur Championship, the Senior Women's Amateur Committee, something like that. Most of the USGA or many of the USGA committees, championships have committees. Uh, however, events like their Open Championship events uh, are more staff-driven and not necessarily have a committee per se. 
To give you a little insight of, of what the workshop is all about, I, I'm very pleased to be able to interview four different people today. The first three are in charge of the workshop, the two instructors as well as the coordinator, and they have an interesting background. The fourth is an executive director for the Nebraska Golf Association. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, we're here with Mark Reineman, who is the chair of the USGA Rules of Golf Committee, formerly from Delafield, Wisconsin, now from uh, North Carolina. So, Mark, you were in a, a really unique situation in being able to chair the Rules of Golf Committee through this whole modernization process. How was that for you? It had to been really interesting. It was, it was fascinating. It was fun. It was one of the most rewarding things I ever did. It was uh, as hard as I've worked ever in anything or at anything. The, um, we had a great team. You know, we had the new rules approved at the January annual meeting of the USGA in January of 2018, but we had to get the rule book, the what we're calling the official guidebook, and the player's edition all done and written once we had the rules put to bed. So the four or five months, first four or five months of 2018 was an absolute blast but so much work, it was just, it was incredible. And so many people putting their shoulder to the wheel and, and collaborating well, uh, working long hours, it was, it was terrific. It was one of those things where you work on a project and you get a lot of reward from it, even though you're working crazy hours. And um, uh, I think the products that came out of that are terrific. I'm sure that there will be ways that we can tweak them and make them better going forward, but I think the outcome that we ended up with, uh, I'm really happy with. And I think for the most part, and uh, me being a longtime rules person, I, I'm thrilled with it. I, you guys went way above and beyond anything I ever thought you were going to do. I thought it was going to piecemeal uh, pick a, a rule here and there and tweak it a little bit. But to basically throw everything on the table and then redo everything, I, I thought was really impressive. And I, I really like what's really what's come out. Uh, what would you say, you know, with everything that's been done, are you able to identify maybe one or two of what you would call the most important items that people, our listeners, would need to know about uh, the new modernized rules going forward? Well, you know, it's, we're starting to get to the point now where there, there has been enough time that has passed that people are starting to get the exposure to the changes and see the changes. And I, when I think of the changes, I think of the changes that affect everyday play, people like you and me playing golf. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the dropping procedure, which is, I think, greatly simplified, gets the ball back in play faster, requires a lot less words to describe what you're doing, and gets the ball back in play as close as possible to where it was on the golf course before you took relief. So I, I, I think that is really important. And frankly, dropping from knee height, the ball doesn't go very far once it hits the ground. It might take one little bounce and then stay there. I think that's really significant. I think the penalty area change and changes is also another area of, of significance. We will see more penalty areas on golf courses and there's guidance in the committee procedures, which is another one of the documents that we produce that will help committees, which can be a golf committee, it can be the person behind the counter in the, in the golf shop, um, to f sort of figure out where they should have penalty areas that aren't just things that are bodies of water. Uh, you could have an area in the golf course where it's really hard to find a ball typically, or it's really hard to play from if you would find it. They may decide to mark that as a penalty area as an example. 
Yeah, I think it's it's going to be really interesting, and I think it, it's really hard. I put you on the spot to answer one or two things, but there's so many really positive things that are coming out of this. But appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I'm here with Ted Antonopoulos, the PGA head golf professional at Mayakama Golf Club in Sonoma County, California. Uh, Ted is the PGA instructor. So, Ted, tell us... Um, what made you want to get so involved with the rules in the very beginning? Well, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, and I grew up in a golfing family. And uh, it just made an impression on me early on uh, as a little kid playing with my big brother, uh, who was also a golf or is also a golf professional, and uh, just watching him move some pine straw in the woods and having his ball moved and him putting the ball back and saying, that's a penalty. No one around, no one to call the stroke. So... It just impressed me about uh, about the game. So I've, I've always enjoyed it. And then, of course, being a golf professional, um, I feel like it's important for us to be well-versed in the rules. I mean, that might sound obvious, but there are those of us who are maybe not as well-versed as, as we should be. So um, I feel like it's a, an important part of what we do. In many cases, we're the committee at a, at a club, whether it's a private club or a public golf course. We're typically the place where people go to get answers to their questions. And we need to know enough about the rules and need to understand the book well enough so that we don't have to know every rule. We, we can't know every rule. We can't know every situation. Um, you know, before the rules changed, we had 1,100 decisions plus the 34 rules with all their sections. So no way we can know all of that with all the other responsibilities that we have. But we need to know how to find it and need to know how to guide our members. It's just a part of our expertise that I think we should always try to be sharp on. Well, your brother living out Bobby Jones's situation, didn't he? That's exactly that's, right. That's awesome. Right. That's awesome. Um, as you are instructing this, not here for those of us in the workshop, but for your members uh, and for people at large, that our listeners, what do you think are the most important things that people need to know uh, about learning the rules, especially the new and modernized rules? Well, the new and modernized rules, I think, are written in a way that it's a lot easier for people to understand. I mean, sure, we have a lot of cross-references and that's a little bit difficult to follow as we pointed out here in this workshop with a couple in particular but basically they're written uh, in a in a format and in a language that's fairly easy to understand so i think the most important things are what we say in the at the very beginning of the book we talk about the game you play the game from the teeing ground into the hole and and you try to use the same ball unless the rules permit you to put another ball into play that's a pretty simple approach but it's important to understand that, and along with that, I think the two basic principles. You play the golf, as, play the ball as it lies, and you play the golf course as you find it. When in doubt, you try to do what's fair. So I think those, if people keep that in mind, they'll probably be able to figure out if they get their ball into a situation that, hey, something else must apply here. Um, you know, you get the, you get the person who asks, uh, well, it's not fair, I hit my ball in the in a divot in the middle of the fairway and the person I'm playing with hit it in the rough and they got a perfect lie but that's just the way it is we don't play on a court we don't play on a field you know we play on on it's part of nature and that's just part of the game part of the beauty of the game well perfect Ted I really appreciate it thank you my pleasure thank you 
Okay, we're here with Rick Anderson, the PGA Golf Professional Director of Golf at the Atlanta Athletic Club, who is serving as a coordinator for the workshop. Uh, Rick, tell us, what made you want to get so involved with the rules of golf? A couple things. Um, I went to work for the Sargent family in 1981 at Atlanta Athletic Club. Uh, they were head golf professionals there for 53 consecutive years. George was a great player. Harold and Jack were great rulesmen of the PGA of America, longtime masters officials. And so as a young professional going to work in that environment right there, it was it was a big deal, the rules of golf were. And then uh, as I came back as director of golf, uh, the other reason is our, our club has a long history of hosting major championships. We've hosted three PGA championships. We've hosted four USGA championships. And um, we're always, uh, looking to host those national and even international events at the club. So becoming a member of the PJ Rules Committee was kind of my way of giving back to the game uh, and also following in the footsteps of uh, Harold and Jack Sargent and then uh, being able to keep the Atlanta Athletic Club uh, out there uh, in, in really good relationship with the PJ of America. Having mentors like that has to be so important because you know, the rules of golf is not something I think that is inherently easy for people to jump into. And I think a mentorship like that is really impressive. So I, I'm very familiar with the sergeant name, so that, that's great. So as you look at the, the new and modernized rules, what do you think are some of the takeaways for you uh, regarding those? Well, key point is going back to our membership. Uh, we've got uh, 53, excuse me, 5,500 men, women, and children that play golf at the Atlanta Athletic Club. So it's a very active membership, big junior membership with over 250 juniors coming up, uh, women's golf associations, men's. So it's very important to me to be able to go back and share these new rules with our members at the club and make sure that they're getting the hang of playing by the new rules. Do you find, as you look at the new uh, the new rules, what do you think the transition is going to be for them uh, picking it up? I know coming from Minnesota, I have the luxury of having a, a four-month off-season, or actually a really a six-month off-season where people can start acclimating to it. Here it is the middle of January, and, and I suspect your members are, are automatically playing and trying to incorporate this in. Do you think there's going to be much of a problem for them? No, I think... Uh the key th word is transition there. For the new golfer coming in, I think it's going to be much, much easier. Uh, they're very user-friendly. Uh, the hardest part probably is for the instructors and the coordinators to, to go back and, and, and figure out where these new rules are so that we can teach them better. Uh, but I think that uh, people that want to play by the rules are going to have a lot easier time playing by the rules with these changes. I think they're Fantastic, and I applaud all of the people uh, from around the country and the world that have spent seven years in this um, this modernization of the rules of golf. I think it's a, a really good thing. Some some of the old guys might be rolling over in the grave a little bit. And I, I certainly understand that, but I think it's going to be much easier for the beginner, and I think it's going to help speed up play in a lot of places, and that's huge. Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Quite welcome. Okay, we're here with Craig Ames, Executive Director of the Nebraska Golf Association. Craig, what do you think about the workshop thus far? Um, well, you know, I've, I've gone to them, and just like you have forever. I mean, I think I went to my first one in 
99 and then went on a stretch of going for like 16 straight years and then and then started taking some time off and going like every other year but i always think they're great um i think they they try and cut it they try and put in the latest in technology with videos and and infographics and things i always enjoy it um it it it's new for me i mean having gone through the rules and almost expecting every slide knowing what's going to be on them to to totally everything's new to me you know just jumping into the new rules um it's it's probably a little more difficult this year than it has been ever for me in the past since probably i began so um but i always enjoy it i enjoy the instructors i enjoy the class and and it's great getting to see other people um so overall i think it's i think it's wonderful that's perfect i know uh same thing for me this is my second uh of the new rules and it's been a a challenge to try to in many regards to unlearn what we knew and try to uh, make sure we're separating what is new from what is old and forgetting what is old. So uh, as, as far as the transition of the new rules for your players, how do you think the, the players are going to do uh, transitioning this first year? <laughs> um, gosh, I've given that a lot of thought. And, and, you know, we've been able to watch the tour a little bit, but obviously, you know, they're they're probably versed in a little more and have been through probably more training from their officials and have more officials on spot than we do. Um, I, I think it's going to be a little rough, I, you know, especially, you know, younger players, but they probably didn't know much to begin with. But just little things like the, the drop, I and mean, we, we were talking about that a bit ago, just getting people used to dropping at knee height, uh, ball search to three minutes, the caddy, you know, standing behind the player when they transition into the stroke, you know, begin the begin the stance for the stroke. Um, so I think there's going to be a, I think that we're going to see a lot of penalties early on. Um, but overall, the changes are good. So, but but I do think the transition is going to be a little rough this first year. Um, what and, do you think? Uh, do yeah, you have an opinion? I, I do. Uh, you know, that's one of the great things about being in Minnesota. Our season doesn't officially start until about yeah. uh, first part of May. So <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I mean, we're so kinda, we're, about, we're in the same boat. I think yeah. we begin probably about a half month before you guys do. Yeah. So in in many regards, we have the ability to better educate our our players and get ready for it, right. as opposed to a Southern uh, Association, Arizona, Texas, uh, Florida, something like that. Right. Um, I think the high-level players are going to have, a, in some regards, an easier time because I think they understand the the need and the importance of un, uh, of understanding the new rules as we go forward and, and before they start competition. Uh, I'm concerned about maybe the average club players, and I'm particularly concerned about high school players yeah. because so many high school players are not necessarily as adept or as concerned about following the rules right. and, and needing to know what they are. But yet, you and I, and and for state high school championships, we're supposed to be playing by the rules, and and the, we're we're applying the new rules of golf, yeah. and so we don't necessarily have the ability to uh, overlook breaches and and things like that. Yeah. So, well, your comment, I think that's it's a good point because you know we we had talked about this earlier, but in particular like college players, which is you know the the level of play at college is so high anymore, right? That. In my experience, at least with the coaches in our area, is they're going to great lengths to try and educate their their um, student athletes on on being able to play under the new rules. So I, I think that part will go pretty good, almost just like a layer below the tour. Right. You know, the college golf has gotten, especially at the NCAA level, so so it's it's just they just operate at a higher level anymore. So right. I, I think that part will go. And I, I agree. I think with our with our better players that have been around competitive golf, um, but I can see on the club level. I, I mean, I can see. 
you know, Willie out there dropping at, at shoulder height with his buddies, and they're not going to say anything. And then it comes up in a club championship, and and sparks are going to fly. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. That's that's a good way to put it. Well, Craig, I really appreciate it very much. Yeah. Thanks. Take care. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, that wraps up this episode of I Need a Ruling, a golf podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Many thanks to Mark Reineman, Ted Antonopoulos, Rick Anderson, and Craig Ames for joining me. I'm proud to announce that I Need a Ruling may now be found on seven different platforms. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. It can also be found on Twitter and Facebook, so you can go on to either of those and do a search. And you can reach me at Ruling at gmail.com. Feel free to send me an email uh, with a question that you might have, and, and I'll be able to get to it whenever uh, as best as possible. Join me next time when I continue to discuss the fascinating new and modernized rules of golf. Until then, play well and have fun.